Taiwan saw a rise in nearby PLA activity last weekend, including the incursion of a YA anti-submarine warfare plane in its air defense identification zone. KMT vice presidential candidate Zhao Shaokang made an appeal to Beijing asking it to cease its military harassment in the week before Election Day. The move was panned by the DPP, who accused Zhao of making the remarks as an election tactic. I hereby request the Taiwan Affairs Office to convey this to relevant units of the PLA. There's one week left till Taiwan's elections, so cease military activities that approach the median line of the Taiwan Strait. I ask China to please preserve the peace of the Taiwan Straits and to allow us to have a smooth and peaceful election. I'm not clear on why he's making this appeal this week in particular. Of course, a very important election will occur in Taiwan this week. But what we and all Taiwanese people want is cross-strait peace and stability. The PLA is not welcome to engage in threats and intimidation and disrupt the lives of the Taiwanese people. That statement holds true at all times, not just this week. We want peace and stability to be maintained across the strait over the long term. At least I had the courage to make this appeal, to make this demand. Could we say the same of you? Why is it that when China harassed us before, Jia Shaokang criticized not China but Taiwan's government, accusing Taiwan's government of provoking China? Why has he only brought up this appeal this week? In addition, Zhao's request is limited to the period before the election. Why has he not asked for an end to further harassment? This is clearly all an election gambit. The PLA sent nine military aircraft and four naval vessels near Taiwan between last Sunday and Monday, according to Taiwan's defense ministry. Three Chinese balloons were also spotted across the median line of the Taiwan Strait. Turning now to the election. The DPP, KMT, and TPP have busy schedules in the final week before Election Day. On Monday, all three presidential candidates converged in southern Taiwan. The TPP's Ke Wenzhe continued his motorcade tour to arrive at Kaohsiung and Tainan. The KMT's Ho Yui focused on Tainan visiting a temple and canvassing the streets. As for the DPP's Lai Qingde, he embarked from Pingdong in the morning and will spend the week traveling north to Taipei. DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde takes the stage on a campaign truck alongside Pingdong legislative candidate Xu Fugui. It's golden week for the 2024 election, and Lai has embarked on a national motorcade tour. He set off from Tsai Ing-wen's hometown of Pingdong on Monday and will make his way to the presidential office. Pingdong is the southernmost point in Taiwan. I'll go from south to north all the way to the presidential office to show my commitment. President Tsai Ing-wen followed the same route, and she got re-elected with a high number of votes. So this is the road to victory. Lai departed from Donggang Port in the early morning, heading to Kaohsiung. Then he moved through his old stomping grounds of Tainan to rally supporters in the DPP's voter base. The South has long been Taiwan's biggest supporter of democracy. We're embarking from the South and we hope to win all the way from here to central and northern Taiwan, ultimately entering the presidential office. 
KMT presidential candidate Ho Yi was also campaigning in Tainan. In the morning, he prayed at a temple in North District where he met enthusiastic supporters. What are the people in the South most looking forward to? A transition of power and government reform. So that's why I say that a third wave of democratic reform must involve a coalition government that operates with power and responsibility. It doesn't matter which party we are from. With ability and professionalism, we can all come together to govern Taiwan. Meanwhile, the TPP's Ke Wenzhe continued his motorcade tour around Taiwan. On Monday, he stopped at the DPP stronghold of Kaohsiung. A horde of supporters trailed Ke on scooters, forming a long convoy. One day earlier, the TPP held a street rally in Tainan's Shennong Street, which reportedly drew more than 200,000 participants online and in person. Ke supporters have a strong presence on the internet, but whether that will translate to votes remains to be seen. American influencer Lawrence Farley, who goes by Lele Farley, is making waves with a video about Taiwan's election culture. The video features Farley at a DPP campaign rally last December, where he interacted humorously with DPP candidates and supporters. Throughout the video, the YouTuber proclaims his opposition to the CCP, stressing that only the DPP dares stand up to Beijing. Sporting a green polo, he shouts slogans with the crowd. This is American comedian Lila Farley. Last December, he visited Taiwan to attend a DPP rally in Tainan. He made a video with his observations. As DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde appears, Farley rushes to shake hands. Lai gave him a shout-out on stage, saying that Farley was one of the many foreigners who loved Taiwan and that the world was watching the elections. Farley took a photo with Lai, saying it was a dream come true. Farley proclaimed his love for Taiwan and his opposition to the CCP. He said the U.S. was Taiwan's biggest ally. He also munched on a skewer of egg cakes that read, I love Taiwan in Chinese. Farley said he wasn't getting paid to show his support for the DPP, stressing that the DPP was the only party that dared to face the Chinese threat. Farley had previously lived in China, studying at the Central Academy of Drama. But amid Xi Jinping's erosion of human rights in the country, he decided to leave and produce anti-CCP videos. I'm here uh, actually trolling these supporters. Uh, I'm completely 100% in support of Taiwan. I just think it's funny to pretend like I support the Communist Party. Back in April, President Tsai Ing-wen had met with then U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in California. Farley was outside the meeting venue, masquerading as a pro-China protester to make fun of real pro-China protesters. His latest video about Taiwan has created a buzz on social media. 
if you're taking a vacation in Taidong, here's a tip for an admissible local highlight. Guo Zixian is a hand flute virtuoso. Hand flute is a way to make music by blowing into your own cupped hands. It sounds like a flute, although there's no instrument involved. A gifted musician, Guo learned the technique almost overnight and since then has developed an astonishing repertoire of tunes. He can be found performing and teaching the skills online and in one of Taidong's public parks. If you pop down to Taidong's Haibin Park, you might come across this special show, a young man playing cheerful music with his own hands. He doesn't have an instrument. He's making a resonant chamber with his hands. When he blows into it, the air vibrates in the space and produces a sound. By opening and closing his fingers, he creates different notes. As a keen music student in high school, Guo first learned about it when he saw a classmate showing off the skill. A classmate beside me played the trombone. He taught me how to make a sound by blowing using this method. I think he was shocked. He said, how did you learn it so fast? I could do it as soon as he showed me. I went home and I was fascinated by it. I would practice all the time, even in the shower and just before going to bed. Guo's mother is from Hong Kong. Like his dad, she worked in education. Seeing how much their son enjoyed the hand flute, they encouraged him to get a street performance license. Whenever he performs, astonished tourists gather to watch, and he's happy to teach anyone how it's done. It's really quite impressive. He's got so much skill in his hands and mouth. I don't know how he does it. I tried it myself in the hotel, but I couldn't do it. Guo says he can produce almost any tune, so long as he knows the melody. The hardest tune he knows might be piano classic Mariage d'Amour, with its fast pace and wide range, but it doesn't beat him. <laughs> Apart from his street performances in Taidong, Guo also teaches his skills online. He hopes that more people will, like him, become enamored with the beautiful music they can make with their own two hands. The city of Tainan was recently included among 30 destinations in National Geographic Traveler's Cool List 2024, and now it has been selected by CNN as one of the top places to visit this year. It was one of two dozen places worldwide to be included on the list, and the only Taiwanese city to be picked. Let's hear from its mayor. It was the only city in Taiwan to make the list. This shows that both National Geographic and CNN feel that Tainan is highly worth the visit. Whether you are a domestic traveler or an international tourist, it's the place for everyone to come visit. Tainan's light dishes are well known. We make them today in the same traditional way as we've always done. You won't find this traditional taste anywhere else. As mentioned by CNN in its report, this year will mark Tainan's 400th anniversary. The report said that Tainan is known as the street food capital of Taiwan, known especially for its beef soups, oyster omelets, and other dishes. 
But food wasn't the only thing described by the report, which also praised the city for its otherworldly natural landscapes, including old temples and new museums. Worshippers flocked to Taipei's Longsan Temple Monday morning to get lights lit in their name for the Year of the Dragon. The lights are believed to bring peace and protection to the people they're lit for. The temple is offering 800 slots per day to people waiting in line. It's also opened up registration on the internet. 1219号请到12号柜台。A long line of people waits at the entrance of Longshan Temple. Every year before the Lunar New Year, worshippers come to get tiny lights lit in their name. Travelers from as far as Taoyuan arrived at the temple on Monday, only to find all 800 slots already taken. At the front of the line, one man says he's been waiting since January 1st for eight whole days. I came here at 8 a.m. on New Year's Day. Just over a decade ago, my child encountered some problems, but it all went well after I had a light lit here. The light brings protection. Even before daybreak, the streets by the temple were bustling, as numbers were set to be handed out starting 6 a.m. On the nearby Sichang Street, long lines formed with people wrapped up warm in coats and blankets, sitting on stools and foldable chairs. Police were dispatched to the area to maintain order. Sincerity brings spiritual success. If you come here with a sincere heart, Bodhisattva will bless you. Online, people have registered for more than 50,000 lights already. I think that has helped thin out the crowds here somewhat. Some people in line set up a ship system through online group chats. In-person registration is only available on three days, with 800 spots each day. Each light for the Taisui god is priced at 600 NT, and the temple has a total of 250,000 lights available. To cut waiting times, the temple has launched online registration, and for the first time, people are allowed to sign up for lights on behalf of friends and family. Other temples in northern Taiwan provide a similar service. The Tsiyo Temple in Songshan District opened up registration on January 1st. The Dalangdong Baowan Temple began offering lights in late 2023, with each Taisui light priced at 800 NT and other types of lights priced at 600 NT. At the Songshan Fengtian Temple, lights for the Jade Emperor cost 2,000 NT, while other types cost 600 NT. We've decided to make an additional 1,000 slots available every day for the convenience of the public so that they don't have to stand so long in line. The temple says there are plenty of lights available and that there is no need to rush. As the year of the dragon draws nearer, worshippers are eager to do what they can to start the new year well. With the Lunar New Year coming up, convenience stores have launched an array of creative gifts so that even last-minute shoppers can impress. The selection includes colossal dried fish snacks, whimsical piggy banks, and gift cards co-branded with six major temples. Let's take a look. Spring Festival is around the corner, and gifting is an essential tradition. Convenience stores are making it easy with an array of classic gift boxes. But check out these cute and amusing offerings that are turning heads. Crack open the gift box and you'll first see a packet of colorful gummy candies. Then uncover a piggy bank shaped like Cinema Roll the dog dressed in a dragon suit. It's ready to be of service to collect all of your red envelope cash. Feeling lucky? 
This poker present gift box is packed with treats. Take a chance and be surprised. And then there's this snack box with ingenious design. Press a button and the box lights up, becoming a handheld lantern. With fun offerings like these, a major convenience store chain is targeting young and old. Cartoon-inspired merchandise has been very popular these past few years. We wanted to roll out a cartoon-based series to make the gifts collectible. We expect this year's Spring Festival gift box sales to increase by 30% compared to last year. One chain is ringing in Lunar New Year with colossal banknotes, which tear open to reveal a fragrant dried cod snack. Another store sells spring couplet balloons for home decoration. There's also these convenience store gift cards co-launched with six Taiwan temples. Collect the full set and you can piece together a golden dragon. I think that I might bring these gifts to a friend's house. Or I might keep them for myself if they're really cute. Whatever we have, we'll try to reciprocate with that. I give things that people can use over the Lunar New Year. This spring festival, convenience stores have gift options galore. Family Mart has 200 varieties of gift box, and buying any three items gets a 15% discount. OK Mart has a range of giant snacks, available at 10% off for two items for a limited time only. At 7-Eleven, Temple branded gift cards come with a 10% bonus credit, making them perfect for red envelopes. Then there's High Life, where you can get a chance to win an iPhone iPhone 15 with every purchase of a spring couplet balloon. Sweet holiday discounts are up for grabs as stores aim to drive big spending. Plum trees are in bloom at Simulu Village in Taidong. The trees typically start to flower around January 1st, but they were about a week late this year. To celebrate, the village is hosting tours that showcase both the blossoms and its indigenous culture. Besides featuring the plum blossoms of Samulu village, this event is also about introducing the local culture. We've invited village elders and young people to serve as tour guides for the village. Here at Haiduan Township, we have a tiny village, and during Plum Blossom Festival, we have invited its people to share, because good things and good flowers ought to be shared with everyone. It would be a shame if the flowers bloomed with nobody to appreciate them. Plum trees are in flower across Taiwan. Other top spots for flower gazing include the Meiling Scenic Area in Tainan and Nanto's Renai Township. Now we take a look at one of Taiwan's most successful social enterprises. Nestled in one of Elan's coastal communities is a restaurant that exists to profit the local community. The restaurant at Taoyang Fishing Harbor is a mecca for foodies, especially fish lovers. It was founded 18 years ago along with a community development association in Suao Township. All the profits from the business go towards community projects in the small local village, such as support for older people and parents. The chef of this kitchen is managing three pots at once. Two of them contain fresh cuttlefish and need constant stirring, a tricky job. 
but by keeping the flame at the perfect level, the chef can serve up the seafood when it's just right. A little black pepper, salt and garlic is sprinkled on the side to complete the dish. Fresh slices of sashimi, beltfish rice flour noodle soup, gleaming golden deep-fried fish. A full table of delicacies is served, leaving the customers impatient to tuck in. This hidden gem is tucked in Zhaoyang Fishing Harbor in Yilan's Suao Township. The town's population is less than 200 and it's aging fast. 18 years ago, the restaurant's founder collaborated with the local government to start a community development association and to open this restaurant. He exclusively hires local residents at the eatery and all its profits go to the association, which exists to provide support for local people. The profit all goes 100% into the association, and they have completely open accounts. It goes to the association to use, for example, to take care of older people in the community for medical care, and even now they have a new subsidy for parents and those raising children. Taiwan needs examples like this. Apart from government funding support, if businesses work together, they enable a local community to not have to be permanently dependent on government funding. Over 20 years of hard work, the community had gone from strength to strength. Thanks to the skills of the chef, the restaurant has become a big draw for foodies and is seen as a prime example of a thriving social enterprise in Taiwan. Badminton player Dai Zing is now in Malaysia gearing up to start a new season on Tuesday. At the Petronas Malaysia Open, her first match is against world number 9 Bei Wenjiang of the US. Right after this tournament, Dai will head to the India Open, where she'll face China's Gao Fangjie for the first time over five years. In related news, Dai was featured last weekend on the BWF's Best Smashes of 2023 ranking. She came in at number six for a rapid-fire play at the Yonex All England Open.